Well, howdy there, cats and kids and people. This is Brad. Hi, this is Roger, and I agree with what he just said. Um, we're here for another episode of Cats and Kids. Thanks for tuning in today. Yeah, you know, sometimes I think that this is kind of like a confession. We should be in a confessional booth uh, because we just <laughs> talk about what we did, what we didn't do. But let's get beyond the religious part and get into the lesson. So what we wanted to talk today about, we're about a month and a half into school. We wanted to talk about what to do when you have a few kids in class that are not being successful. How do you respond to them uh, the first month or two in school? Yeah, and how do you respond and not, and we're not going to ignore that it's, uh, that, that it's hard to respond because we're, we're all human beings and we have our limits, but uh, we're going to address that. So what we want to talk about today is how do you help students believe that they can be successful? Is there a strategy out there? And we want to talk about two strategies that are about um, two strategies that are interlinked that I've tried with my team teacher, Mr. Sebo, this past couple oh, of weeks. I, I like that name, Sebo. Sebo. What do you like about it? Uh, I think of the sea and the ocean and sailing. There's opportunity when you go on the sea. There is always opportunity. Uh, Mr. Sebo, I'd like to meet him. I haven't met him yet. Oh, we should, we should do that sometime. In my class with Mr. Sebo, we had a test um, about three weeks ago, and some of the students didn't weren't as successful as they wanted to be. And as is pretty common in our middle schools and definitely coming after COVID, students were asking to retake tests. They wanted to retake it right away without much review. And in discussing it with each other and our students, we thought that maybe we should review as a class, just briefly go over some of the key advanced algebra concepts and then give students the opportunity to increase their grade. Tell me about Mr. Sebo. Is um, he a regular ed teacher? Is he special ed? Tell me about it. So Mr. Sebo is a regular ed math teacher. He teaches okay. this advanced algebra class with me in computer science. He came from our middle school, Stillwater Middle School, a few years ago up to, I shouldn't say up to, to Stillwater High School. Right. Don't never say up to. <laughs> <laughs> So Mr. Sebo had the idea that we should allow kids to, and you teachers have used this before, make corrections for half credit. But the change that he put on it was he made a Google form where the students would respond to a few reflection questions. Questions such as, how hard do you think you've been working the past four weeks? If you were the teacher, what grade would you have given yourself for your effort, and study habits the past four weeks. I, I really like uh, the idea of grading themselves. It brings in this whole reflection piece and kind of forces them to think they don't want to grade themselves too low, and yet they're, they don't want to go too high either. I, I think that's a wonderful uh, technique. In addition to that, it was asked of them, what do they think they were doing well? Be specific, give us at least one thing, and what's one or two things you will change over this next unit. And and again, you you get the kids to buy in because 
it's it's kind of like reinforced behavior. You've got that carrot out there to say, if you fill out the form, if you reflect, you get to retake. So that was the big ticket. You didn't only get to change the stuff, but we didn't give the students points unless they actually tried on the reflection. So now we're about three weeks past that reflection, and some of our students have changed behavior, and some of our students haven't done much to change behavior. They're not being studious in a way to help them improve on this next assessment. We're halfway through the unit, the next unit right now. Yeah, now, now would be a good natural time to uh, take stock of themselves. And let's not forget the teacher. Uh, the, uh, the teacher, as the students are doing this, the teacher will also think, well, what have I done or what could I have done differently? Both Mr. Sebo and I are lucky that we have each other and we teach two classes back to back, which is ideal because it gives us about seven minutes during passing time to reflect with each other between classes. Um, some teachers have PLCs and we have those in our building too. So this right. would be a good discussion with your PLC. Yeah, it, it PLCs, I was kind of been on the ground floor when they hit uh, education. And uh, I, I think they can be very valuable if they're taken seriously. Through that discussion, we've decided that we need to review with our students their reflections. So we've decided that over the next few days that there was about at least six students that we wanted to meet with. So we devised a plan. We do a, about a 10-minute warm-up every day, and that gives Mr. Sebo and I time to meet with kids in our breakout space. Our plan is to pull a couple students, maybe even three students a day, and let them know what we're seeing ask them what they're seeing, and then go over what they had put in their reflection on things that they were going to change. Yeah. So uh, you've done that? Going to do that? Tell we're me gonna, more. We're, we are going to do that. In implementing the strategy, though, we don't want the students to feel um, self-conscious about getting pulled out. Most of you know when you pull students to the side, if other kids in class see that, they... Whether they're joking or not, um, kids feel like, oh, I'm in trouble or people are looking at me. Yeah. Uh, so how do you get over that? How do you, how do you uh, uh, yeah, let it be okay for, for the teacher to pull out a kid and, uh, you know? Well, our implementation is, is that we are going to talk to the class that as we switch from the first half of this second unit to the second half of this unit, we would like to help them review on their plan, their study plan, their goals for the unit. And we are going to meet with students individually from the class during that warm-up time to talk about what we're seeing and what they're seeing and review with them their plans. In implementing that from the behind-the-scenes we're going to pull a few students at first that have status in our class. They might be kids that um, the other kids look up to. They might be kids that frequently answer questions correctly. But we're going to them first 
because we want to set the tone that this isn't about any particular kid or people who aren't doing well in class. We want to set the tone that this is for everybody. Right. Right. Um, and, and of course, as in everything we discuss here, it's easier said than done. And, and Brad, I'd, I'd like a report back, or I think our listeners would, as to how that works out. I think, I think definitely we'll be able to do that. Our daily warm-up, where students settle in and start thinking about the class, is really what creates the time for the strategy. I think that's important for teachers to keep in mind. I'm sure some of our listeners out there are dealing with 35 kids in a class and don't see that this is feasible. There is some validity to, hey, I got 35 kids. I, I, I really can't do this. But... Uh, I, I think we have an obligation as teachers to never give up and to work it into our schedule, at least to talk to a few students uh, once a week. You know, along those lines, Roger, when you and I have been talking in the past, I know there's been some teachers that you felt like in your life that um, impacted you and didn't give up on you. Yeah, and, and I think that we all can remember those teachers who who didn't give up. And we owe it to our kids to remember those teachers and and do the same. Uh, I was never very strong in, uh, in math. And I remember my teacher, Mr. Anderson, in ninth grade algebra, uh, would encourage me, chat with me, uh, try to convince me that I <laughs> wasn't as bad as I thought I was. And I, I, I was successful for me in algebra, uh, successful enough to go on to geometry and Mr. Inger. And I, I also remember in high school, um, I was not a good reader and it took me a long time to get through things. And I had a lively teacher by the name of Mr. Friel and he had my back. And he had given me some study strategies and some um, reading strategies to help me grasp the material and learn what to pay attention to, get what I needed to, and also allow me more time to get that done. And I know we all have even more teachers than, than these two out there, and you don't have to be that teacher to every kid. But if you're in the second month of school and you have at least a semester with these kids, now is probably the time that you could try to make the impact with a handful of them. Otherwise, your next three months may be um, pretty stressful for you if they're not being successful. We know that teachers take when students are having a hard time personally. Yeah, as they should. I think teachers need to feel the pain, if you will, and and most do. Uh, going home at night... Uh, remembering that uh, the kid isn't getting it and knowing you have to face that kid the next day and the, the kid's going to sit there and you're saying to yourself, oh, Jimmy, you're not getting it. I know you're not. All right. What, what can we together do better? You know, Roger, you bring up a great point. Of we course want, I do. We, we want those students um, to believe that they can be successful in our class and those are the ones that I think we should try to tap into. 
who are the students that maybe they're underperforming or you see something that's getting in their way, how do we communicate to them? And I think these one-on-one -on -one conversations, even if they're brief, to let them know, hey, we're here with you. Right. We are learning together. And, and that is that's so important that we're on the same team. I'm not judging you. Somebody once said that's why coaches have such success. They never judge the student. They let the event or the game judge the student athlete. We've got to get on the side of the of the student and be the coach and not be the judge and jury. Coaches get the students athletes ready for the game. The judge of the game is the outcome. So the coach is always on their side. Yeah, they may be critical. They may say, catch the ball before you run, those kinds of things. But they're always the coach. And we can learn a lot from coaching. And uh, I think teachers need to be more, more coach than uh, the authority figure. Well, that just about wraps up our episode for today. Before we go, we um, found a new product. We found a new product and would like to promote it. And uh, we've got it here, Brad. And what is it? I think it's called the Floppy Crappy. The How does it work? Well, uh, I'm not sure. It deals with technology. It's It's got a, a, a plug-in thing and then it charges a battery. And you've probably seen it out there. And you throw it on the ground, you hit it. And the tail flops around, and it's a stuffed fish. It's a stuffed fish, and it gets the interest of your kitty or your cat. Now we tried it with Cookie. What happened, Brad? Well, Cookie had walked away, but then eventually Cookie, like some of our students, came <laughs> back and started playing with it a little bit. And maybe it would work in the classroom too. It. If you it, just threw it out there, and kids. Sleeping around their phone, yeah, and you gave yeah. it a light toss, yeah. and all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, it was flopping on their yeah. desk. Yeah, it might grab some attention. Brad, you need more sleep. The thing is, what Cookie bothered her, she came up and sniffed it, didn't smell like a fish. So, uh, maybe we got to slip a couple of you know, canned sardines in there or whatever. Anyway, that's up to you. But we just want to promote this, and you can get it at any good sporting goods store or, or cat, Cats and Kids. Or Cat Shop or Cats and Kids. Write us. Let us know. Get on our uh, site. And uh, please, always think of your cats.